Stewart, editor-in-chief for ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the digital media director. I'm Jared. I'm the show producer. Nailed it. <laughs> and I am Brittany Shelton, a.k.a. Shelton, and I am the social media manager. Well, all right. So uh, we have had a decent week for nerd shit. Uh, something happened. Blake, why don't you tell us about it in Rumor Mill? All right. I just did, I, I panicked. I didn't know where to go. The, the key to any good transition is just say something happened. Blake, the audio, the audio being fucked up threw me off. Oh, and uh, our human relations specialist Ben is in the chat. Thank you, Ben, for being here. Uh, and uh, y'all ready for Rumor Mill? Yeah, All right. <laughs> this week on Rumor Mill, we got Halo Master actor Pablo Schreiber, who's in talks for being in a Marvel row. And we do not know what that role is, or what the movie is, or series, but his dream cast is Wolverine. Good. Really? Yep. You said Pablo Sh- Schreiber? Schreiber? Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with him. What's he been in? Uh, Other than uh, Halo, he, obviously. That's the only thing I know. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't actually had a Googling chance to it. watch Halo yet, so I'm in. In a Halo Master, or I mean, I'm sorry, Halo is supposed to be coming to Paramount, I believe, streaming yeah. services. Yeah, it's the Paramount only thing Plus. it's actually it's yep. limited to. That's the only reason I have Thank Paramount you. Plus Thank you, right big, big, big media, for ruining another thing. Pablo Have you watched it yet? Oh, is it oh out? dude. Yeah. Is it related to Lee Schreiber? No, that's Porn Stash from uh, uh, Orange <gasps> is the New Black. Oh, oh no. I haven't watched that. Oh. Yeah. I need pictures. He's see. a big dude. It's... Like he's way too big. He, he, oh, I'm he's in. a uh, he's another Canadian. Too. Oh, I know him. He's actually been in like uh, Law and Order SVU. He was like the main bad guy in one of the episodes against Olivia. Yeah, he's that. He's I'm like, sold. Something about them Canadians have a thing for Wolverine foot though. Five, like Jesus Christ, oh, would, we'd be going Canadian. in the wrong right, direction yeah, yeah. entirely uh, to be Wolverine. Wolverine is like. Five foot four in the comics. Uh, five eight. Look at Look at Hugh Jackman though. Six two. Yeah. Uh, we need a per- shorter Wolverine, not a taller one. Mm. <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> so, uh, besides that, we also have... Oh, God, this is so painful. It's like a love-hate thing for this guy. Nicolas Cage teases that his Superman row could finally make the screen that never made it years ago. <laughs> Please, no. Please, God, no. Long hair and all. I'd, w- I'd watch it, at least. Like. I would watch... It's like a train wreck where you can't turn your face away. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the rubber suit Superman with oh, the long yeah. black hair, yeah. uh, and the the weirdly the weirdly wide uh, shoulder line. Yes. Or he was supposed yes. to be the first one that came back from death, right? The return. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be Superman Lives. Yes, yeah, uh, it was yeah. supposed to be called Superman Lives, and it got canceled. So that was the uh, what's up, Nick Beck, and uh, Mike Casey. Glad to see you in the comments, especially on your wife's birthday. Jesus, Mike. The the. That whole thing with Superman Lives was a big deal with Kevin Smith, too. I don't know if you guys remember this, but mm-hmm. Kevin Smith wrote the script for that, and then they decided not to make the movie, and they canceled it, and they got rid of his script or whatever. And then Tim Burton, who was directing Superman Lives, went and directed uh, Wild Wild West. And in the uh, in the Superman Lives plot... Uh, the toy man was supposed to have a giant spider body that he was going to have to fight. And it had like all the, all the like action elements from wild, wild west were from Superman lives. So they just ripped it off from that script that Kevin Smith wrote, but then never gave him any credit for it. So Tim Burton and Kevin Smith have hated each other for years because of it. Oh, imagine that. So, uh, star Wars rogue squadron, um, could be a series now instead of a movie. 
There really was no reason for it, but being a series, if they do, this is speculation. There's no solid proof of this or anything. But if they do, that does leave the more cinema room for them to actually drop another movie and still get, I mean, that broken down to a series. So Yeah, and that's the series uh, that cast Diego Luna in as the main character, right? From, I think so. From Rogue One? Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're talking about making it a full extended series instead of just a single movie, and I'm fine with that. Right. I think I think six plus hours is way better than like oh, yeah. an hour and a half. And plus they give some more room to bring in another Star Wars movie sooner than what we would get. If they made that a series, so yeah. and and like uh, uh, <laughs> Frick, the guy that plays Mando, oh uh, Pascal, yeah, pa- like Pedro Pascal, I also just need more Diego Luna on the screen anyway, right. so I'm fine with that. I need mm-hmm. more Pedro. Yeah, well, it was really cool. I mean, where's he from? Was uh, that's the city? Where's he? Are you talking about fictional? I, uh, <laughs> no, like in real life. You know he's, what? He's from I the don't planet Earth, guess. Blake, and that's <laughs> all we no, 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 I was going to say what was really cool about him was they asked him to actually speak a certain uh, accent. Yeah, and, probably and, his and, native tongue. Yeah, and he refused. No, no, no. And he refused to. Oh. And he, he was saying, no, I'm going to keep my native accent. He's like, because I'm very proud of it. And they let him have his way. And I think that's pretty bold. And Let's awesome see. Where's Diego Luna way. from? Why don't you use our fact checker for him? Well, for that. Ben's I got you, Ben. I got you. Hi Ben. Anyways, pr- this kudos to, kudos to him, you know, for standing He's up. He's from and Mexico. That. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> I, I, I just thought that was cool for somebody to stand up against Hollywood. Say, no, I'm gonna speak my native tongue, and it worked out, and everybody loved it. So, yeah, that's uh, it's great. Yeah. And that Diego Luna is a beautiful man. Favorite Star Wars movies in a hot minute. Rogue like one? in the recent yeah. years, oh, I loved it. I just hated it because you knew how it was going to end. Oh yeah, like everybody. <laughs> that was uh, that was only the bad thing about it. Uh, so let's yeah. see. We also have. <laughs> hey, you actually, you're probably gonna hate this. Hugh Grant could be Don't the next Doctor Who. <laughs> I read this, so but uh, he says it's not. He said this isn't my role. That he's not gonna be. He's Doctor not gonna who. be, and that he's gonna be doing some sci-fi remake with a, like a Marvel take on it. Yeah, but I don't know. So, uh, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh. Russell T. Davies, who was the showrunner for the Chris Eccleston, Doctor Who, and also David Tennant's run as Doctor Who, is coming back to the series and taking it over to kind of bring it back, to to breathe some life back into it. Because even though the Jodie, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name, Jodie, whatever, uh, yeah. the, the lady Doctor. The first the, female Doctor Who. Yeah, the first female Doctor. Even though she was really cool and fun, they lost a lot of fans in the the run prior and then in her run as well just because it's just not as engaging. They're kind of treading old ground. And so they brought Russell T. Davies in because he's the one that rejuvenated the series in the early 2000s to try and do that again. Uh, and the, the theory is that we're going to get like a higher profile celebrity doctor this time as opposed to an unknown because usually Doctor gotcha. Who was cast out of a kind of an unknown pool of actors. Sure. Um, Benedict David Tennant was like the most popular Doctor Who, wasn't he? Like other than like the OGs, I would go to, as far to say Matt Smith was probably the one who had the most fame prior to becoming Doctor Who in the last. Um... I say I have watched like in like intermediate Doctor Who episodes, um, but I I love David Tennant so. Whitaker, thank you, Katrina. Uh, Jody Whitaker. <laughs> I've never watched. I've doctor. never watched Doctor Who in my entire life. <laughs> I, I, I've watched, I think, two episodes. Uh, oh, it's and one of those series where <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a um, 
it takes you a minute to get into it, but once you're into it, you can't put it down. You're so stuck. if you were if you were to you know hear somebody say, "Hey, I want to get into Doctor Who," and they never really have, what would you suggest? Would you suggest them starting from the very beginning and go all the way through no. it? Where would you suggest they start? The David Tennant. David Tennant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best doctor. Uh, but also, if you were going to get into Doctor Who and you wanted to start in the beginning, that show's been going since the <laughs> '60s. Right. They took a like brief, continuously. Yes. yes. They took a brief like 15 year oh. hiatus in the 80s and 90s, and then brought it back. So do you happen uh, to know exactly how many episodes there are? It's a lot. It's one of the longest-running TV series. It's, like, yes. up there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not continuously running, though, So they because it was discontinued and then brought back. Yeah. But uh, it's not like The Simpsons, up which there. has been continuously running for, like, 25 billion years. years. So. <laughs> but I love Doctor Who. All right. So uh, we also have the Bunny Hunter, Bounty Hunter for LOM. Uh, will appear in the Obi-Wan series. Oh. Uh, last time we seen that was Empire Strikes Back yeah. while they were all on the ship getting their orders to go out and chase them down. Look, so. if I made a run at making Star Wars popular again and it fell on its face as hard as the new trilogy did, <laughs> yeah, I'd go back to the original trilogy right? and start reintroducing <laughs> the characters and hoping you can... Let's go back can... to what works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, late 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, uh, best period for Star Wars, hands down, and uh, I think that... Amen. The uh, uh, my brain has given up on me today. The uh, <laughs> uh, what's that called when you like like something from when you were a kid? Nostalgia. 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 Thank you guys. And the nostalgia factor alone is going to carry these series that they're doing. Well, kind of like Oprah. Very hard. Well, there people are getting upset with the like Obi Wan show because they've had interviews where Kathleen Kennedy and then uh, whoever the director is for Obi Wan have been talking about how like Obi Wan feels defeated. And kind of dejected after um, the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, and it's just kind of not the same person he is. And it's like that kind of goes directly against all of the teachings of the Jedi, and you know, kind of how the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith ended up being. Like the last scene we see of Obi Wan is he's accepting the responsibility for looking after Luke, and he doesn't. I mean, he's going through stuff, but he's calm. You know, you know, he's got a mission and stuff. So people are kind of getting a little apprehensive because they think that uh, Star Wars is kind of coming at it from the a different angle than what they want in terms of who Obi-Wan is, and that may affect the storylines. So. Yeah. I think anytime something traumatic like that happens, some there's, like, two responses, like, flight or fly, or, like, fight or fly. And with him, he was going to fight, but he has to, like, digest everything that's going down first. And that's why he's so calm at the end of the prequels for what is going on and that's where you're going to see him actually battling with what had happened and his failure as a mentor where you're going to see it in the Obi-Wan series. Sure. I mean, he could have just been better. Yeah. I I think it's one of those things where <laughs> Ouch. Any, any way they go with Star Wars it's such a polarizing uh property like that people are going to get mad. Uh and I don't necessarily see a problem with Obi Wan being upset. I mean, he lost his he lost his uh, student and his best friend who turned evil. His so brother. that's a personal favor. Yeah. All of his Jedi compatriots are now dead, and he's on the run. You know, I just I hope that they do Obi Wan's character justice because uh, arguably he's probably could be the one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars, if not oh, yeah. the most beloved character in Star Wars. Fun, fun fact: Did you know Sir Alec Guinness hated his role as Obi Wan? Really? Hmm. Yeah. Hated, hated, he well, hated that character. Well, A New Hope was, if you, there's a documentary about A New Hope, and if you actually, like, 
a lot of people thought it was going to flop. Like, so you had mm-hmm. a lot of A-list people that were like, I don't know why I'm doing this movie. This seems <laughs> weird. So, yeah. yeah. Well, but here's me- the question for you. Like, while we're on this, before you move to the next room. Oh, I'll we'll go to the next one. Oh, okay. okay. But go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> we talked about so- Star Wars for the whole hour <laughs> and a half. <laughs> um, so you remember in Boba Fett where Luke finally got yes. Grogu to look back on his past uh-huh. and got that little bit opened up and you see mm-hmm. him in the tunnel when Order 66 was carried out and all of that. Do you think that they will touch on that in the Obi-Wan series or do you think they're going to leave I that for like Mando series? they did that on purpose. I feel like they have to. Well, if you think of the time frame, Obi-Wan came back to Coruscant in the Jedi Temple after most of the Jedi were dead. Mm-hmm. So there were soldiers there and I guess they could say that maybe he saw these people and did all that. But like, there was very specific things that him and Yoda were doing. And I, I, I mean, if they do, I don't think it's going to really be that elaborate because it doesn't add well, too it much was to Samuel the Samuel Jackson. Line. Or at the very least, they'd have to flesh it off in order to, you know, flesh it out in order to, what did you say about Samuel? Unless it was Mace, Mace Windu. Windu. Mace Windu. He's okay, been fighting he, to come yeah, back. Mace, here's the deal. Mace Samuel Windu Jackson. got but, uh, f- uh, tossed out of a 10,000-story f- like window. Yeah, but I mean, That's it? <laughs> We've seen Anakin jump in middle, I mean, He lost his hand. He lost his hand. And I'm then just saying. It's been a long-running theory that Mace Windu survived. But I seen an interview the other day where Samuel Jackson was being interviewed by somebody I can't remember who it was and you know he was uh oh what was it he was just uh Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard was just directing a sh- oh my god Bryce Dallas Howard yeah she, yeah I like she's Ahsoka a director, mm-hmm. she, yeah Ahsoka and so he went up to her he's like he's like <laughs> he his exact words was help a brother out get me a you know scene back in here or somewhere in the Star Wars he's like I know you can do it yeah and like he finally admitted he's like I'm trying but he's like so we'll if see it can be canon that uh Boba Fett climbed out of the Sarlacc pit Mace Windu might have survived. I, you know, I could see that being cool, but when you're looking at the philosophy of the Jedi, like, Yoda served a purpose. Qui-Gon Jinn served a purpose. Obi-Wan is a Force ghost served a purpose. You think this motherfucker Ma- won't have a service? <laughs> I mean, Mace, Mace Windu was a great Jedi, <laughs> but in, term, in well terms played. of cinema, he, he didn't have, like, he was not the person that you relied on for wisdom like Yoda was. He wasn't the, you know. He, that might be like what they like need, though. Wisdom, it's just though. a realist. Yeah, and Keati yeah. Mundi. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. My only, like, the curiosity behind it for me was that Mando has taken off so much, and they're basically building this entire universe off of the Mando universe, and they're tying it in with, like, Boba Fett, for example. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if they're going to try to do Easter yeah, eggs IG-11. for the Mando universe in, like, uh, the Obi-Wan universe, or if they do the Squadrons as a TV series. Well, they won't probably lay any groundwork for Obi-Wan in Obi-Wan for Mandalorian right. yeah, because it's like 20 it to 25 years. Much yeah. But I do hope they keep bringing in like the bounty hunters. Well, I mean, with the Mando yeah. and the, the Bob- Boba Fett. You could bring in the armor or you could bring in one of the other yeah. Mandos that you've seen that ties sure. into it for an Easter egg. I think if we get anything, we will get a scene of them rescuing Din Djarin and making him a foundling. Oh, and, and in reference so to your original question, I would love to see a scene where Anakin is just mowing down younglings. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever get it on screen. <laughs> on but a snapper geez. or John that Deere hurts. or what? <laughs> no, just with his lightsaber. I, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Dick Dickerson, I see in the comments, uh, Simpsons, 32 years. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. But there hasn't been a good episode since they went back to the Simpson farm and made uh, tomacos. So that's Aww. when the Simpsons officially jumped the shark when, and became. And honestly, I like I the with Nick little Easter eggs that they've done with it. <laughs> when when was the Mandalorian War in the canon of Star Wars? Was that pre uh, 
the Palpatine taking over? Like that was whenever the that was like Clone so. Wars era, right? I thought was it was it really? before the Clone Wars, and that was part of the reason why no, they no, were no, using the, him the for Empire the Clone destroyed Wars. Mandalore. Yeah, like, and Mandalore was still a country. Like because during Planet. Clone Wars, even in the animated show, they were still they like had were trading hands off between uh, all the different uh, entities. But yeah, the Empire is the one that destroyed Mandalore because they knew that they were gonna be badass. So post Revenge of the Sith, between a New Hope. They could make references to the uh, the fall of Mandalore and the base. Kotor, just so ruining the uh, entire. Malnourished is saying Mandalorian War was before Knights of the Old Republic. What? Okay, well, not the Mandalorian War. I'm talking about the destruction of Mandalore. Oh, yeah. Who like by the hands of the Empire because they because they knew because Mandalore was still operating as a, a planet in a in a sovereign entity in the Clone Wars. Uh, but I'm pretty, and I could be wrong, but I think they were destroyed after yeah. the Empire took over. So that's got to be. Post uh, Revenge of the Sith, oh, New Hope, and, and also during the Mandalorian, they talk about all of the uh, the Beskar armor that the Empire stole from Mandalore after yeah. they they destroyed the planet. That's so, yeah. why, it... and, and then somehow they fucked up the the visors on it, and then none of their uh, stormtroopers could shoot anything. <laughs> yeah, so that must have happened in the when they were stealing all the uh, well played Beskar. So so it's also picking up the Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> the Bullion. Yeah, <laughs> to get that back to you know a little bit more accurate from what the animation was. Got Look, him. the guy's head is fucking weird looking. It's so wide. Wars. Like, it's how are they going to do that on a real Leave human? Well, no, no, they, they, no, they, they had, though. There, there is a uh, someone of his uh, lineage, lineage, uh, that is lineage, lineage uh, that is actually one of the other movies. Uh, mm, was it episode two, I think? I can't remember. They had one. I mean, tall, narrow, CGI. I mean. Yeah. So they were trying to save this, some this, money. This guy looks like Mario jumped value. on his head. Yeah. I mean, trying to kill him or something. <laughs> They're trying to save some Might money. Might as well not even do wise. the goddamn show. Like, yeah. just throw They're the gonna... trash and move on. That's what I say. <laughs> They're going to bully them just like everybody did with, like, Sonic. Here, here's it what works. I want. Danny, <laughs> Danny. Oh, I have my own conspiracy Every time we let the Sonic. trolls win, things are just going to get Danny, progressively let's, worse. let's become billionaires. This is stage one. Second stage, we we make this contest where we find trolls that make fun of this, like for something. We have them under false pretense come onto the show or something. We go, you can have as much time as you need to, and if you make something better than this product, then you can have a million dollars. And you just watch <laughs> them flounder and fail, and then you just go, you shut the fuck up forever. Like if you fail, you can't speak ever again. Yeah. I, like there's constructive criticism, which I think that's that's fine, and then there's just people being dicks. Like sure, just sure. there's so many fucking armchair critics on the internet, and as an internet-based show, I'm sure we'll <laughs> deal with our well, own fair well, share. My, of my this. big thing is, I guess, that bothers oh, me is you've already did somebody, uh, I mean, of this species properly in in the movies. <laughs> Look at Nick's comment. Yes, Nick, my head is weird looking. Thank you. So like million dollars. Like I guess here's what bothers me: if this was the first time I seeing one of this species, then okay, cool, whatever. But you've already put some of the species in the the movies, so why are you going to make this look drastically different and s still claim it to be the same species? Uh, I mean, there's probably I mean, are, are, are you going to say someone dropped you on your head as a baby? I mean, look, ever I, just, I claim it all the time. I just want to say, and and this is just for argument's sake, so please don't let it hurt your feelings. Sure, it's going to totally are hurt the your same feelings. <laughs> we don't look anything alike. Okay, you're uh, right. <laughs> I will give you that. I just saw his heartbreak, like while you were telling him that. <laughs> no, that, that really makes sense. No, we're both pretty in different ways. You're right. Aww. All right. On the inside. So right? much love. <laughs> so, uh, last but not least, we have Gotham Knights from the CW uh, cast. Yeah. Collins as Harvey Dent. 
Misha Collins. And what's he known for? Castiel from Supernatural. And that, so that was one of the ghosts on the show? No, he was the angel. Oh. The oh, fuck are I could go on for a minute. He was like one of the main, yeah, he was a legit angel on the show. He was one of the main angels. Yeah. He went in and he was actually kind of like part of the reason why they, oh, Have you spoilers. Never watched Supernatural? I thought he was um, one I of the Winchester brothers. I mean, granted the show brothers. was like, done now, but no, he was, like he Wasn't deals he the with brothers? them all the time. Isn't it Sam Dean and Cassiel? No. Well, he wants to be kind of. I don't fucking know. Um, but no, he's Wait, just an I'll, angel. I know what I'm thinking of. Isn't he the guy that built the car to begin with? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that was Doc Castillo Brown that had to build a car. So he's just an angel. Um, yeah. He goes in. He is the one that assists them, heals them most of the time because they want to kill themselves like 98% of the time on the TV show. Um, helps reveal the fact that God doesn't exist in the show. What? Um, yeah. Spoilers! <laughs> I said spoilers like five minutes ago. I wasn't listening then. <laughs> Did Jerry, it's Warrior a work of fiction. Yeah, he's in wizard. there. He's technically the dad oh, in the okay. show. They're actually uh, getting man. ready to make a prequel, Girl. and there's God. rumors that he's going to be in for the prequel God's of the real, show. Um, and then he has actually uh, relations with the, his their parents, and that's how he kind of knows who like, they are. When you say he has relations with their parents, do you mean um, like... Y'all went perverted. <laughs> Y'all went to the dark side. Of you said the has relations. What else would I have thought? Relations, like you friendship. basically said he knew their mother in a biblical way. Um, no, because he has no biblical parts to know them in biblical ways. Is that on the ways. show? Yeah, did they show that. No, they don't show it, but Danny, they do mention it to this. where they were just mashing together. No, they have like no female or male parts in the show unless yeah, you actually like completely cut your I, ties from Brittany, being I'm an angel. You. I actually, I am fully I, aware, but I I, I will talk about, about Supernatural, Supernatural all day long. Well, it's it's a show called Supernatural, so they could have found a nut. Another way other than the natural way to have sex. Um, That's true. You have no idea how hard last week it was for me like, not to I, just list all yeah, supernatural yeah. characters for the supernatural like top five. This is very similar to me trolling Jared over Firefly. <laughs> all right. Shut, you shut your goddamn mouth. That's all we have this week on Rumor Mill, and these rumors are mill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, don't have in, we don't have insurance yet. Yeah, speaking of, are we going to get wow. health insurance soon for this show? <laughs> it's getting dangerous. I don't care about health insurance. I just want a 401k. I'm, uh, I'm research. I'm looking what? in the marketplace. 401k. I don't know what that I'm, is. Uh, I'm in the marketplace looking right now. So oh, really? Yay! Yeah, let me see what I come up with. One thing at a time. I need New it. studio, then benefits. Yeah, studio, khakis, <laughs> then we get the chicks. I don't want the khakis. I don't look good in khakis. And I don't need the chick part, maybe, sort of. I don't know. Maybe I'll take uh, that. Part. Ten... Internet dollars uh, to the person that knows what that was a reference to. I know nothing. Say it again. Uh, first we get the khakis, then we get the chicks. First we get it's the actual full quote is first we get the jobs, then we get the khakis, then we get the chicks. I know this. You guys don't have to answer it. It's, it's for the fucking... comments. Huh? Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue, oh, sir. Also, Bite your tongue. If you can answer that question, I will give you a signed copy of the Shepherd and the Horn Girl by Brianna Bright. But the horn girl had sex. Uh, <laughs> see that she... Basketball? Basketball. Thank Basketball. you, Malnourished. I couldn't see it. She was uh, I'm lying. So I will uh, message you later, and we can figure out how I'm going to get this to you. And then next week on our show, we'll be giving away signed books of Team Fireball Superhero. <gasps> yep. Yay! Malnourished. So you, you earn 10 daddy bucks. Uh, oh, you said American dollars. I said internet <laughs> dollars. Daddy bucks are first. <laughs> Listen. There's a big difference between internet bucks and Danny bucks, all right? 
There's an internet that has to you take earn into 10 account. Danny bucks, not redeemable for real cash money. Uh, Son of a bitch. Fine, fine print at the bottom. We'll fight this is in a, court. Is the, is, is, go ahead. I, I forgot the word that I'm looking for. The like exchange. Oh, yeah. Exchange rate. The same as like internet dollars and Danny dollars. The exchange rate is three hugs. I don't do personal touching. $10 of internet Danny bucks. We'll settle for five American dollars. Is uh, basketball in your top five? No. No, but you know, uh, <laughs> great transition, by the way. All right, Blake. Blake, all right. $10 in Bitcoin. Internet dollars no. is Bitcoin. The technically, Ben is not wrong. Technically, is Your brother's throwing you into the box. Yeah, he's trying to get me to spend real money on this. Uh, no, thank you. The, the poker side I use uh, lets you cash out in Bitcoin. Really? Yeah. Everything allows Bitcoin. You can buy a Tesla in Bitcoin now. Oh, you can buy a lot more than just Tesla now. They, yeah. Just recently, they've started. It's kind of nuts, like, what they can do. Sorry. Top five, where nobody cares about Bitcoin. <laughs> so Join. this week on Top Five, we are doing Top Five Characters with Disassociative Identity Disorders. Uh, this is based on the fact that we are about to get Moon Knight, um, and Moon Knight suffers from a disassociative. It's it. not disassociative. It's dissociative. That's a mouthful. Right Words there. are Mental hard. Disorder. We are doing... <laughs> Top five characters with dissociative identity disorders uh, this week. And uh, Brittany, you want to lead us off? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) I'm still grossed out. Anyway, uh, my number five is Enchantress. She is like the embodiment of two personalities. So which Enchantress are you talking about? Like the original or the one that Loki made? Uh, The original. Not the one that Loki made because that's like a whole different cluster cuss. Um, What? Cluster cuss. Yeah, it's like the PG version of the other form. Oh. You know fuck. you can yeah. say fuck, right? I want to save it those for like this integral this moments. Is, this isn't yeah. Fox. Like you, you don't have like uh, like a quota. Like we can. Yeah, say but it whenever much. I use them, they'll have more emphasis at those points. Malnourished is giving up his Danny bucks. Yeah, well, uh, somebody doesn't want three. Serbian prince. Okay, fuck this podcast. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get rich off of helping a Serbian prince. Uh, but anyway, your enchantress pick. I'm going to go with probably the OG or the one that a lot of people are probably unfortunately familiar with, the one from Suicide Squad, where it's basically uh, the oh, stone okay. and the like the amulet that basically puts the different oh, personality okay. into it. Oh, okay. That's a whole different character. Yeah. You're, uh, I'm not talking so about the one from Asgard. Character. Yeah. I'm not talking yeah, about the okay. one from Asgard. I'm talking DC. about the DC version of the Enchantress. Like, as I was saying, I was confused by yours. I'm like, that's a whole yeah, different yeah, cluster yeah, yeah. cuss when you're thinking about... Cluster, cluster cuss again. It's just, it's so, it, it messes me up. We're going to dub over the cuss part Yeah, I'm gonna... fuck, yeah. <laughs> no, I am holding on to the Fs for, like, integral I'll... moments. We, get, we, barely get, we barely start on time, but we will dedicate all of our time to dubbing <laughs> over the word fuck to the, when the I, cuss. When I'm editing the video for uh, the podcast, I'll, I'll be sitting there in bed, like, working on it, and Katrina will be sitting next to me, and I'll, like, have the microphone next to my mouth, and, and I'll just be like... Fuck. I feel like this just got weirder than that comment that was made. Blake, you're number five. All right, my number five. Robert De Niro and Hide and Seek. Yeah. Uh, with Dakota Fanning, uh, spoiler alert, he ends up being the guy with a split personality and is the one that she's scared of. And he's trying to figure out who's causing all of these. Yeah, her you know, imaginary friend. Yeah, her imaginary her, friend her causing all these issues. And come find out, it's him. And he's the one that killed them all. Yeah, he was murdering people left and right uh, in his own home, and then he was trying to figure out who was doing all the murders, and it was him. I haven't seen that movie. I need it's to watch Jared, it. you're number five. Uh... I just in my mouth. My <laughs> so number you five in your mouth. My number How five is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. 
Um, okay. So many read, read the questions. book. Love uh, all of the cinema versions of him and everything else. I just love the idea of a you know like mild mannered kind of uh, doctor being replaced with such a crazy cogni style uh, lunatic with yeah. you know enhanced strength. I I really liked the original you know uh, book with Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Just he had that old old world world feel and the craziness of his own personal turmoil while he's uh doing all of his exploits so. that's what the hulk's a ripoff of yeah well the yeah. hulk is a yeah loose interpretation yeah. of the dr jekyll and mr hyde myth right uh but he's th- the the fact that that character has stayed in the forefront of of our conscious as long as he has yeah. is a proof right. as to how good of a character he I was, was just told that from a wise person well, Last, yeah, last week. it has a, such a great underlying thing is, is <laughs> you know, what what is your you know, your life's work uh, accumulate to, you know, like is is your obsessive nature towards something for good or is it for evil or can it even, you know, turn one way or the other? You know, so it's, it's just kind of a crazy thing. I think a lot of people can identify with. So I've always loved that character. Yep. Heather, what we got in the comments? Ben's number five is Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. Old uh, cut. That was that was a good one. Yeah, Whenever a, I saw that, I was like, he's uh, he's not only a teenage boy uh, with spiky hair. He's a ancient pharaoh in the body of a teenage yeah. boy with much spikier hair. You know those so, cards? Are, like the cards are coming back into play. Huh. Did they ever leave? Yeah, they kind of got depopulated. Like Magic's still number one. Pokemon's still number two. And then Yu-Gi-Oh kind of went to the far side. Where's and then Digimon back. in this? Um, I don't know, but they have a new game coming out, and I'm super excited about it. Love Digimon. Digimon. Taylor's number five is Gollum Schmeagol. Motherfucker! Good choice. Definitely not on anybody else's list. My precious! Thanks, Taylor. All right, my number five is Jean-Paul Valley, or Azrael, as he was known in the comics. Was briefly Batman for a minute there, but he is a member of a religious cult, and the god of that religious cult actually comes to him and talks to him. Uh, but it turns out that that's actually just a dissociative mental disorder that he's suffering from, and he doesn't actually isn't actually being visited by a god. He just imagines it. Which um, which Batman game was Azrael uh, in? Arkham Knights. The I'm first one. Oh, maybe that was the third one. I don't remember what the name. Arkham of that Knight one. is the yeah. third one. Okay, yeah. Arkham Knight. Okay. Yeah, because you had Jason to. <clears throat> I love him. Um. So he, yeah, that was the one where you have to actually go up against him because he still wants to be Batman, and Bruce Wayne's like. Nah, I remember the you're first time I saw him in the game. I didn't realize he was in the game, and I was playing, and he's just on a rooftop, just staring yeah. at you, and you just like turn around, and he's just like, boop, gone. Like horror like, movie stuff. <laughs> you know, I always hated the mirror version of a hero and a villain, but like, it was always scary when Batman had a mirror opposite of Batman because Batman's fucking badass. And you have this person that's like, Oh dude, I'm just as smart as you. You know, I'm just as strong. I can fight just as well. And I'm, you know, not as good as you are. So that one of the few times in comics that I was ever like, Oh fuck. Like this is bad. (laughs) Like, One of the craziest things about Asriel is that right after he took over the mantle of Batman, the very first thing he did was go beat the shit out of Bane. And Bane had just defeated Batman and broke his back, and Azrael was like, I got this. <laughs> Hold my bear, please. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany, you're number four. Uh, so my number four actually comes from the game, the same game that we were talking about. Um, it comes from the game, and it's actually in a new comic series. So I don't know if you guys have seen it, but DC had a metal 
version that yep. was out for a bit. Yeah, I have a really cool um, and so metal shirt. There is, I loved that entire series. I love the look of it. I love that series as a whole. But between the game and that series, The Batman That Left, you yep. see Joker slowly, like there was a poison. You'll probably be able to like adjust for whatever, I'm over mm-hmm. whatever, that put into Bruce Wayne that slowly turned Batman into the Joker. You see that in the games. Uh, but in the comic, the Batman that left, it took it to the next level where he's killing Robin, he's killing everybody, and he goes completely Cocoa for Cocoa Puff. Sorry, spoilers. Um, and it just takes it in. It's a demented level. If you have mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's strategic abilities and money and fighting capabilities and with plot the, armor. like, <laughs> <laughs> the Cocoa for Cocoa Puffs version of Joker that's in his mind, it just goes yeah. to another level. So what happens there is Joker has an even stronger version of the Joker serum inside of his body that will only be released upon his death. And so whenever that Batman kills Joker, it's released and it turns him into a version of the Joker that is Bruce Wayne. And he decides that he needs to kill all of the Bruce Waynes across the multiverse and comes oh, after uh, our main DC Batman, and that's where he meets his match. Uh, is this on a animated series or anything? No, it's not no, an animated series. You have, yeah. like, the game Arkham cool. Knights has, like, that's what the – between him yeah. and Jason Todd um, are, like, the general – That's not like, an Arkham Knight. That's in uh, – It's not? I thought it was in the – not Arkham Knight, but the yeah, Arkham. That's no, in that's Arkham. No, first one? So what is it? It's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Isn't So that would be the first one. No, right? it's it's Arkham Knight where he he's losing it as he's going through it. You're right. It, that yeah, was part Arkham of the Knight. thing with like Poison Ivy. She starts noticing it. And... Spoiler alert, Batman dies at the end of that. <laughs> um oh. Um so yeah, you have all of that and the other one is an actual comic series, but if you get into that comic series, it's one that the stories that branch off of it, you have a Superman one, a Metal Wonder Woman one, and it's a completely different universe. And it's very interesting as far and as I just love that the Robins are little, like, goblin creatures that follow <laughs> them around. Blake, you're number four. Uh, Legion, David Haller, uh, Professor X's. I think I've heard about him. <laughs> Professor X's son. Uh, you know, I've not really read the comics on any of thinking with him, but I've seen that TV show, which was mm-hmm. kind of good, kind of bad. Like, uh, I actually enjoyed it, besides the demon looking really bad. Uh, but that was my first introduction to him, and I just love that character. Him being in an asylum and just his personalities going back and forth. Yeah. So the introduction of Legion was very 90s. Uh, <laughs> he was brought in. Spiky Mohawk. Oh, really? This, this someone with a mohawk. I shouldn't be talking. But Spiky Mohawk. <laughs> uh, crazy. Like like all of the worst uh, misunderstood parts of having a dissociative identity disorder are kind of in full display at the the introduction of David Haller. It's like he's just uncontrolled, evil, can't it- be stopped. He's... Isn't he like like top five most powerful he's, uh, characters? Yeah. Like right below Reed Rich or Franklin Richards? Yeah, he's like way up there. He has because he has every ability conceivable inside of him. So I didn't realize until this series, like because I was looking up characters for it and I was looking up Legion and um, Striker's son. Uh, I don't remember Striker's son. The, oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I thought, and it was a conversation I was having with somebody else. I thought it he, that character was specifically created for x-men 3 that we no longer talk nope. about but it's actually a comic and i thought reading the abilities him and legion are very similar in their layout for what they can do right it's uh well he has the ability to uh track mutants down jason yeah. something jason yeah. striker jason striker yeah. and uh and yeah and, and and the his his introduction in 
X two. It was X two, right? Yeah, X Men United. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget was, after X Men one was not the best representation of the character from the comics, but it was a good representation of kind of what how his father had used him even in in his role in the yeah, comics. That's sad. I just I was like honestly I was like I thought that those two were the same and they just kind of morphed Legion into that character. So it was Jared, like, you're number four. Uh, my number four is uh, the character of Kevin from the movie Split. Sorry, Blake. Uh, uh, don't be sorry. Uh, James McAvoy, Kevin's probably fun. one of the best acting uh, performances I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, definitely portrayed all 23 of his different personal or, or their different personalities uh, very, very well. Uh, it's a crazy, crazy movie. I, I think I actually watched like a short documentary on somebody that said like war is that to the extreme is not necessarily very plausible with like split right. personalities and stuff. Like he did a very good job in representing his transitioning the was the, amazing. Yeah. So I think he did, he did credence to what was going on in like a, a disorder that, you know, people would really be suffering from, but God damn, was that a great actor? Oh, no, I haven't bro. seen split. I, oh, yeah. oh you yeah. Watch it. yeah. You should oh, watch it. Yeah. It's great. But, uh, and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen split like myself, um, spoiling it for myself, but wasn't it that, the like the beast, like the very ver- very worst one of them, yeah. didn't exist, and it was actually Kevin the whole time. Like he no, no because then they had it in the, uh, the glass glass at the it, it whenever it had him and yeah. uh, Samuel Jackson reprising his role from and, uh, uh, Bruce Unbroken Willis yeah like he, the beast was still there so I mean he ha- he had in in the confines of that universe like he actually had like. Higher than human level strength, yeah. like he was doing shit. It wasn't he just transformed like his body, tra- actually mutated and transformed yeah. when he came to that personality. Yeah, like wow. Yeah. yeah, I really need to watch these movies. It, it, it's good. <laughs> like honestly, like I've always loved James McAvoy, but that was the movie that just really made me put him way up here above a lot yeah. of people, just because his acting with all these. I mean, and the transitions yeah. were just flawless. Heather, what we got in the comments? Taylor Burton's number four is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. I think huh, Taylor. Okay. And Ben's number four is Broly, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. So Broly, um, super tame, normal. Uh, <laughs> Danny, actually, <laughs> actually, let me go ahead and take over for this one. Broly what? from the Dragon Ball Z series, uh, probably Ooh. one of the most iconic characters from uh, Dragon Ball Z. Correct. Uh, correct. Purple has um, a Gray face. Skin. I think he's got a face. All um, wrong. No, uh, so Broly, he's a very <laughs> soft-spoken, very timid Saiyan. Uh, who is brought into you the Dragon Ball That's exactly movies? What I was saying. Yeah. Um, now, a thing that a lot of people don't know is that the Dragon Ball movie releases are not canon to the series. So Broly was never actually canon in Dragon Ball Z or the Dragon Ball Z universe. But in the original movie where they introduced him, he shows up. He's mild mannered. He's very peaceful. He talks very quietly. And then the very first time he meets uh, Goku, he goes absolutely fucking bananas. I believe he goes cuckoo for cocoa Cocoa puffs and uh he uh becomes this crazy legendary super saiyan who's so powerful that nobody can hang with his shit and he beats the shit out of goku and then goku ends up internalizing a spirit bomb and and destroying broly um but then in the dragon ball super tv series they introduced a female version of broly named um uh i forget her name Broly. it was no it was uh I know what you're t- – I can see it. I can't it starts with a B. It's blah, 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 blah. Um, but anyway, they introduced her in the multi-universal battle <laughs> and then later <laughs> released a Dragon Ball Super movie where they reintroduced Broly in canon for the series. And uh, instead of killing him off, they, they left him alive in that particular release. Uh, <laughs> but Broly, one of the most badass uh, Super Saiyan – or 
Saiyan characters of all time. My number four is Trevor Resnick um, and Ivan from The Machinist. The Mechanist? The Machinist. The Mechanist. The Machinist? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The movie that Christian Bale made right before he made Batman Begins. Uh, He got himself down to like 116 pounds or something like that. The Machinist? Yeah. Huh. The Machinist. Because he starts out as a really big, like in the flashback scenes at the end of Machinist, he's a big heavy set guy. And then in the movies, like the beginning of the movie, he's very skinny. I, I just forgot. For some reason, I always thought it was a mechanic, yeah. but you're right. Because of his dissociative identity disorder caused by spoilers, again, he killed a little boy while drunk driving, and he was blocking it out of his own mind, and so he created this secondary character to punish him Called for the, the things he'd done. What was, who was the other so big name actor in that with him? Who his brother? What did he have a brother in that or something that was a big name actor? Are you talking too? about Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, <laughs> no, that was the fighter. I'm oh, pretty no, sure. You're right. Yeah, the fighter. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Thanks. <laughs> that that he was in that too, though, right? You know, the, right? That Christian that Bell. movie was right around the time uh, where Amy Poehler and um, Tina Fey uh, hosted like the Oscars or something, and they made I think they made a joke about him losing all that weight to play the role, and she said in, in conjunction, I you know there's a there's many women that uh, that weigh just that much even in order to actually get a role. So it's kind of crazy. They're all like, man, what a crazy change. It's like, you do realize that there's a crazy double standard yeah. with, you know. Uh, Malnourish is saying he believes he was subbed, sub 100 pounds. Ben, if you would check that, I would like to know the, the weight that he got down to. That's nuts. Wow. Uh, ben, roll a D20 for deception, please. Yeah, that'll be perfect. I'm DMing uh, way too much. Brittany, uh, and I think the horrible Jim Carrey movie that Malnourish is talking about is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm. if I had to guess. Uh Brittany, your number three. Uh, my number three is Cheetah from the DC comic world. Yep. Where she has a specific personality, and her and Diana are actually friends before she gets Barbara. a hold of this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, amulet that <laughs> turns her into Cheetah, and there's many speculations now that her and Diana would actually be lovers if it wasn't for that animate. I mean, uh, because Wonder Woman is from uh, 120, 120 pounds. Uh, Jesus. The mascara. Oh, number 23. That's also, yes, thank you. Uh, uh, but anyway, because she's from the island of Themyscira that is all females, it mm-hmm. makes sense that they would be lesbian or bi. Uh, makes more sense Everyone than on that, yes, uh, much scissoring. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and that's just, just a reality that DC has recently embraced, which I think is great because it makes mm-hmm. sense. It's a lot. It's it's better. It makes more sense than Superman. It's than Superman what? Her and Superman being together. Oh yeah. Uh, hey. Oh, hold on a second. Listen, listen. I'm full. All for you know liking the ladies, but Superman's hot. All right. Depends on which Superman. Right. Diana Diana Prince could have just as well been bisexual as much as she could have been a lesbian. No, he, Mike she, Casey said scissor passive. me timbers. Uh, Massive. He, the dude's got the. Never mind. Right. I'm not even gonna. Superman get it. and Wonder That's Woman have only been material. together twice in the comics. Once is in Kingdom Come, where they <laughs> later on after Lois's death get together, you and get then it? in the New Fifty Two, they had her and Superman together for a little bit. But that mm-hmm. Superman wasn't actually Superman. Yeah. Um, he was a creation of the universe. They, he wasn't they, the legit Superman. They were also dating in after New Fifty Two with the new animated. Uh, movies that they'd come out of. Yeah, one of the point. animated movies, which was based off of 52, I believe. Yeah, so they, they came out with yeah, Justice the... League War, and then the one mm-hmm. right after that they were dating. I can't remember what it was. It was uh... around the same time as the Flashpoint ones that came out. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. 
I, I can't remember what exact because they melded those two story those two different uh, things together um, mm-hmm. as well into one. I think that was the one where they went to Apocalypse and tried to kill it's, Darkseid. Okay. Same one with like the Teen it's Titans that, one. That is and war, all of right? That. Where they huh? go to Apocalypse. That is Justice League War, right? Where they go to no, Apocalypse. No, Justice League War was the first new entry after new. I think like they, that they did where they were reintroducing us to the animated versions in cinema. So they had all just met. Well, they, they Darkseid invaded Earth and then they fought him there and then defeated him and then they formed the Justice League after that. That's where they re- revamped. Um, uh, fudge. Uh, I don't know. I'm done. Cool. Blake, you're number right. three. <laughs> So, uh, James McAvoy, again, mm. uh, as Patricia, which Kevin does not like to piss off Patricia because he gets in trouble. Uh, once again, phenomenal movie, phenomenal acting. I-, I had to put it on my list even though I've seen Jared. I saw it was on your list, so I changed mine so that way I could go first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, li- uh, I was driving here, yeah. and I said, I said, I know Blake's got it on his list. And I was right. like, but he's going first. So he's, got, he's got the trump card, so i got to wait until he doesn't do it, and then I'm going to have to – yeah. You moved your numbers around? Yeah, yeah, so. uh, I, I, I really didn't want to you know, overlap with anybody, but I just – that movie's amazing. So. Yeah. Taylor, See, like, I need you to quit stealing everybody else's answers, all right? Just... They're separate characters, too. Yeah, yeah. To be fair. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's Jared, nice. you're number three. <laughs> so my number three is the Sentry uh, from the uh, Marvel Universe. Uh, you know, I think his weakness in the Void made a lot more sense than, like, an omnipotent-style character like Superman with Kryptonite. Like, he had internal stuff where he knew that if he went too hard – or, you know, got too angry that the Void was going to take over and destroy him. And it was kind of crazy, his exploration, and then finally figuring out that the Void attached himself to him after he took the uh, the superhuman uh, serum. And, like, that was kind of the origin of it. So I always, I always thought it was crazy. Like, I, I like the idea of people, like, superheroes in seclusion because they know that if they go into a fight, not only are they going to win a fight, but they're going to destroy, you know, a bunch of shit. So you knew when he was coming off the bench, you know, shit was yeah. getting real. So. Yeah, you don't fuck around with Sentry. Yeah, yeah. As we he, as we've learned multiple times, he, he he was like that uh the big Russian guy in every single '80s movie where he's watching everybody <laughs> else get beat up and he walks in. You're like, you're a lot bigger than everybody else. Like, this is not going to go the way I want. So. Heather, what do we got in the comments? Taylor's number three is also <laughs> James McAvoy, particularly Patricia and the Beast. Uh, Ben's number three is Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so that's a big twist is that uh, Cloud isn't the uh, soldier that everybody thinks he is. He's actually a person who um, internalized the story of another person that he knew and was traumatized by their death and was living out their life uh, pretending to be a soldier. Kind of like Don Draper. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't that play out in Kingdom Hearts? No, uh, that played out in Final Fantasy. VII. Well, I knew Final Fantasy, but I thought that tied in at some point with Kingdom Hearts. But I could be just losing my mind because there's a lot of tie-ins. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're just losing your mind. Possibly. <laughs> Fitting for this episode. Uh, and Taylor Burton says, "Listen, Jared, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, my number three is the Incredible Hulk, uh, specifically uh, Immortal Hulk, where they so, uh, focused on his dissociative sure. identity disorder. Ooh. But you have the the Scar Hulk, who is the World War Hulk. You have the Demon Hulk. You have the Joe Fixit Hulk. You have the Classic Hulk. Then you have the Gray Hulk. Um, Hulk has been multiple other colors as well in his in his uh, history, um, and they all live inside of Bruce Banner's mind, and that's why you get so many different versions. 
um, i.e. him showing up gray originally and then green later, mm-hmm. um, all of that uh, is because he suffers from a dissociative identity disorder that manifests in many different ways. Boom. Nice. Boom indeed. Brittany, you're number two. Um, my number two, without giving away too many spoilers, because it's a really good anime series and you should check it out, is Lucy from Elton. <gasps> um, you have no idea. Anyway. Yeah. That was a good reaction, <laughs> yeah. though. Thanks. If, so, I felt it. it. It seemed real. Her <laughs> split comes from when she was freed from the torment of basically medical and all this stuff that's being done, like testing for her. So she has very much a nice side of her and a you will not touch me side of her, like a very PTSD side of her. What's that from? Um, Elfin. I don't know what that is. It's a really good anime series. You can find it on Crunchyroll, Funimation, okay, cool, any cool, cool. of it. Did you just it admit sometime. that you didn't know something? I, I, I am. You don't win anything. I'm not afraid to admit when I don't know something. I Blake, admit it. I didn't know. Split, Blake, call right? the time. <laughs> call the time right now. What, what 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 time is it? Is this like time it's of 801. death? It's 8:01. <laughs> it is 8:01 on Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Something's happened for the very first time. Danny Stewart has admitted that he's wrong or that he didn't know something. Quick fun fact: It was just bothering me since earlier, okay. so I had to look it up. Uh, Pablo Schreiber is the paternal half brother of Lee Schreiber, who plays Sabretooth. Okay. I so. didn't believe that he wasn't. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was also the – he's been in a few movies uh, recently. He was in that one movie with uh, 50 Cent that where they uh, robbed the like exchange yep. building. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was really good. Yes, oh, Joseph. That's the anime I was talking about. He's a big dude. That's what I'm saying. He's too big to be Wolverine. Yeah. Literally. He's way too big to be Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, Blake, you're number two. Number two, uh, Norman Bates. Bates won't tell. So it's a younger version of Norman Bates. Yeah. Uh, that that kid, I, I feel like he nailed that role for real. Uh, it's just great, very entertaining. Yeah, and he just made you feel like he truly, he truly. Yeah, was a between person, that so. and playing an autistic surgeon on television, yes. he's yeah. I've never really watched that series. What the oh, doctor? Yeah. Good, doctor. Good doctor. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it either, actually. <laughs> Jared, your number two. <laughs> My number two is Two Face. Uh, always enjoyed Two Face in the comics. Really enjoyed the Harvey Dent storyline. In uh, Dark Knight as well, I thought they did a really good job kind of portraying, especially with that whole story arc for him, because he turned from, uh, you know, being Gotham's White Knight into, you know, realizing that the way he thought wasn't correct. So, like, you know, in the comics, you get, you know, his two sides of, of himself where you still see the the good, do good uh, lawyer, but you also see the mm-hmm. crazy maniac that, you know, just wants to. <laughs> I thought do, Tommy do Lee Jones was your favorite. Tommy Lee Jones? As Two Face, he was a Two Face. He was top two cinema Two Faces. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll say that. I will, uh, hot take here. But. Yeah, I think I think Dark Knight is probably the best on screen. Yeah, Eric Hart, right? And, yeah, Eric yeah. Hart. And, and the and the crazy thing about Two Faces is, is Batman had sympathy for a lot of people. But like Batman knew Harvey Dent before Harvey Dent was Two Face, right. so he knew for sure that this guy wasn't you know necessarily evil before his accident. You know what what happened that uh, changed him. But, like, you know, so it's just kind of crazy his interactions with Two-Face because, he, you know, he genuinely knows this person, you know, knows that this person was good at one one point. So it's just always an interesting interaction between them two. Yeah, that's it. it's always Bruce's drive to save Harvey. Yeah. Because he, he he's still – his friend is still in there, and they were, like, yeah. really good friends. But I dare say also that, there's Two-Face. I dare say that Bruce Wayne probably always thought that Harvey Dent was somebody that he could have been if his parents weren't murdered when he was a child. So it's probably that inner turmoil of knowing that, you know, somebody that, you know, he's going through all this shit as well. Yeah. Uh, Yes, very similar other sides of the same coin, really. 
Uh, Heather, what do we have in the comments? Uh, ben and Taylor's number two are the same. They are ah. both Norman Osborn. Okay. All right. And I see Ben threw his number one up there real quick. He did. Uh, Teddy Daniels from Shutter Island. Holy I've, shit. I've not seen Shutter Island. What a good so. pull. Good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. So the whole premise of Shuttered Island is, is – uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a detective yep. two, two with two Mark Ruffalo. They come into this island with mentally, ins- you know, insane people, mm-hmm. and uh, and throughout the whole thing, they're investigating a murder. Spoilers: It's been out for like fifteen yeah. years. You can you can suck a dick if you. <laughs> but it's really good. But but at the end, they realize that he is a patient on this island, and they're doing this experiment because they're hoping that he can uh, break out of his cycle of thinking that he's a detective and he's doing these things. And then he'll finally accept that uh, that he murdered his wife or, you know, whatever he did with his wife. And it's so crazy because at the end, he realizes it, but he actually has so much torment that he pretends that he's still a police officer or a detective. So that way they'll uh, do the thing, you know, lobotomize. Oh, so lobotomies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to so, be honest with you. The first time I watched it, I didn't pick up on it at all. No, you don't. It's like – it's it's almost like Book of Eli in that I didn't realize that Denzel Washington was blind because I wasn't looking for it. Like at the very beginning, I'm – you know, like throughout the movie the first time, I'm like, okay, well, it seems a little odd. He's spacey. He's not looking at stuff. But I didn't – I never would have guessed that he was uh, that he was blind. Mm. So they did a really good job with setting it all up and giving you clues. So when you go back, you go, holy shit. Like, that's yeah. cool. But, yeah, it's you great. You should movie. watch it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Randall Thor from the <gasps> uh, Wheel of Time series. I know who that is. Um <laughs> Amazon is never going to get renewed all the way up to the point of the series where you get to see Ray and split personalities. Not but if you decide to read Wheel of Time, it uh, it comes in later. Uh, he he splits his own mind to deal with the trauma of his memories of all the lives he's lived uh, in between himself and a previous incarnation. Um, and the previous incarnation is where he kind of sends all of his trauma until he's able to unify his mind and kind of confront the fact that he knows who he is and everything that he's done in the past. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a great turn in the series when he decides to, that, that he's not two minds in one brain. It's one mind the whole time. Yeah. Hmm. Ra- Honestly, Randolph Thor is probably one of my favorite story arcs in, in, uh, in like any sort of book that I've ever read because one, because he had so much time, but two, because he went through so much, of bearing so many things that he literally had to because you see him literally go from a farm boy that doesn't know anything about yep. the world to literally being the one you know the one thing that can save everything and like coming to, coming to peace with and, that so and dealing crazy. with all the pressure of it too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah just fucking nuts nice. Brittany, your number one my number one is sinua from hellblade the game okay remember that one yeah, i don't yeah. know anything oh, about we played hellblade that the other the day yep. yeah hellblade <laughs> Um, so that game, it does have a sequel that's coming out. I'm going to try not to give too many spoilers uh, for it. Good. But uh, it is it. a, it's won a lot of awards for it. <laughs> um, but it deals with mental illness in a whole different light, where she's yeah. actually having to go through and save herself and people while saving her loved one and hearing all these voices in her head. It's a game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, let's check that out. P- is it like PC or... Um, you can do PC, PlayStation, or Xbox. Huh. It's a very uh, Xbox. Oh yeah, all the way. Um, anyway, uh, it's a very intense game, and it's one that will make you think. Blake, you're number one. So mine's more of a prediction, but this is also based of uh, teasers and trailers we've already seen, and I'm just like super pumped about it. And the whole reason why we did this top five, my number one is Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I. But, 
I don't know. I really think this is going to be amazing. The trailers can't get enough of. And there's already so many reviews uh, of the first four episodes that, hands down, I don't think I've heard a single bad thing about it. Yeah, it's it's getting great reviews yeah, already. Uh, and the bar's set pretty low for the Marvel series, other than Loki. Right. Sure. But Mar- Marvel's proven time and time again that they can make slight changes to characters, and it still hold true to their comic book stuff and not making it so crazy. I don't know why DC and other properties can't do the same. Like, I don't know why Amazon can't, you know, both do something in their own way, but stick to source material at the same time. Like Marvel. Because they don't have daddy Feige. Well, but but they have the template. It's not like, it's not like Marvel's doing something that nobody else can. You just have to allow the right people to do the things and not have crazy oversight. Like Kathleen Kennedy fucking up star Wars. You You need somebody with a clear enough vision to drive multiple stories and the control to do it and keep one shared unified universe without letting production pressure come in and make you mm-hmm. change little things to the point where it doesn't make any sense anymore. And that's like what we got with uh, uh, Justice League yeah. and, you know, Batman versus Superman and Mass Murderer yeah. of Steel and, but there's and no telling. Shazam. And yeah. With uh, you bringing up Amazon and why they don't do stuff like that, I think they have some big things in the works. They just bought MGM Studios out. Mm-hmm. And they paid for MGM more than what Disney and Marvel's worth combined. Hmm. What's so what they're, 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 wait, They have 007. Yeah. That's their big one. Ooh. Uh, MGM, you know, we see the lion. Oh, fuck. Any movie has the lion <laughs> at the beginning. Amazon bought that. And that's, well, one, that's one of the oldest movie, I mean, it, productions. There it's is. nuts to me that the original Iron Man movie, the one that started the MCU, you know, of of yeah. what we know today, you know, uh, the stuff. And Robert Downey Jr. was paid $300,000 for his first role. Every single person uh, in their first uh, Marvel movie title role were paid close to, if not like right right around the three hundred thousand dollars. Like they were, they brought in uh, Terrence Howard, and he got more money than Robert Downey Jr. And it's like, you know, these people are coming in, they're not getting paid that much, so it's not a money thing. But you're still, you know, you're still able to make these movies so great. Whereas, you know, DC's paying out the ass for these people, and they can't even make something that's, you know, that's decent. It's just, it's just kind of crazy. It'd be different if they were like, we have to come up with original content. But you have an entire world to work off of, you know? Like, right. you have the template for making good stuff. Like, Yeah, and it shouldn't be this hard, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Heather, what do we have in the comments? Jared, what's your number one? Thanks for asking, oh, shit, Danny. Jared, Let me go ahead and I, the, all that talking, that one I thought that you... Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, hold on, hold on. You thought you plugged it in there somewhere. Jared, give us your number one. Oh, shit, I wasn't ready for this one. Let me take a look real fast. My number one was already said by Taylor Burton, I think, but it should be said again. Uh, Gollum slash Smeagol. Uh, literally, uh, you know, one of the co- – I mean, I guess coolest is kind of weird, but probably most dynamic characters in Lord of the Rings that I saw just, you know, in terms of his struggle of literally just living in, you know, underground for years and years and years, just having one thought in his head – and protruding off into Smeagol, who, you know, knows what's going on is wrong and just wants to get away from it, and Gollum, which is the ring's manifestation of evil, basically going, no, bitch, like, you're staying here. Uh, you know, very crazy. And, I mean, uh, credit to, to uh, God damn it, I forgot his name. The guy that did the molecap for, um, for uh, Gollum. Uh, 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 Son of a bitch. I'm going to be so mad when Fuck, I... he's Alfred. Uh, yeah, he, he's uh, also... Uh, damn it. Killed... Uh, kill Mo- not kill not kill Mugger. Mugger. He is in Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, well somebody. Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, High that five. was 
Thanks. That was that was the the role that got Andy Serkis famous, but then also brought in serious mole capping into uh, cinema by you know allowing people to understand that you can both do something of quality and make them a dynamic character that affects the movie and not yeah. just be like a weird hulking strange figure in the right. background. I don't so. think Mark Ruffalo would be an Avenger without that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he laid down the glo- the groundwork for a lot of things we enjoy today. So, it's yeah, nice. and and. Prior to that, nobody was like a professional mocap actor, sure. and that's really been Andy Serkis's like uh, thing. It's been his niche uh, for a long time. You know, he did he did Gollum, and then he was uh, um, King Kong, Caesar, uh, Caesar he, in Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, God, he was yeah. another big. He, one too, he's been on a directing role lately, though. I mean, yeah, that's true. Venom Two, uh, he directed that. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, quite a bit of other stuff in the works. And Andy's also taught other people. There was a there was an interview with Tom Holland where Tom Holland was talking about uh, Andy Serkis showing him uh, how to walk on the uh, the the grill arms that they use for mole capping stuff. And it's like it's becoming more normalized. Twenty years ago, if you had an A list actor talk about mole capping on a uh, you know in a interview live interview, like they'd yeah. be crazy. Now it's like, oh yeah, that, that's all right, whatever. So yeah, it's crazy. He's definitely changed the genre. All right, Heather, what do we have in the comments? Mike Casey's number one is Isaac from The Binding of Isaac. Yes. So this game, it is a uh, – what was it released on originally? I think uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Uh, but Mike has played this game for like over a decade, uh, 100%ed the game, and then they released some content and updated it, and he was working on 100%ing the game again. And his uh, his system glitched. And erased all of his memory, and he lost the game that he'd been working on for over a decade. <laughs> so oh, he had wow. to restart again. But he actually has a bi- – oh, PC was the original release. He actually has a Binding of Isaac tattoo. He loves the character so much. <laughs> Taylor Burton's number one is Liam Neeson is good cop, bad cop from yes. the Lego movie. Yeah, that's, that's – I didn't even think about I that. I love it. That's it's, great. I love yeah, all of it. It's really <laughs> good. That was a great – uh, like the it's the voice cast movie. in the Lego Movie was great oh, anyway, yeah. but Liam Neeson is good cop, bad cop. It's, so and there's like his face spin around back and yeah. forth, <laughs> and then in the end he draws a face on. So he still has bad cop. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, you're at fifty percent now, Mike. God, you are dedicated to that game. Uh, hi, Kalen. Uh, my number one is uh, probably one of the most famous dissociative identity characters of all time. It's Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so big twist, if you have not seen Fight Club, is that the entire yeah. movie starts out with uh, this character and Tyler Durden, uh, the nameless main character from the, the book and the movie, um, with uh, starts a fight club with a guy that lives in an old rundown house that he meets on a plane. His apartment blows up. Uh, and when you get near the end of the movie, you find out that this whole time he's been Tyler Durden. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it goes into it a little bit more in Fight Club 2, the comic. Um, but Tyler Durden is actually the character's name. Yeah. Like he, he, him seeing Tyler Durden as a second character the whole time tyler durden was also his name hmm. yeah and he was just like oh we have the same name but he just never mentions it um but tyler durden is his the character's actual name well, his name uh, is robert paulson yeah and meat loves dead now so uh Aww. press f in the chat for Rip. to pay your respects to meat love yeah f in, f in the chat pay your respects is that yeah. not 
Oh. Are you not familiar with this? Nope. I'm, I'm not. Jesus, get on the internet. I'm I'm familiar with it, Danny. <laughs> Thank I just you. Say rip. Jared. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being I'm supportive. Not, I'm, I'm not even heard this. I thought F and Rider Rider died, Danny. We all, we all don't know. Please it's, do tell. It's ripping. Rip in peace, right? That's Listen, what yeah, rip. I, I agree with Danny way more than I should, and I just I don't know what he's saying. I just go, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> he sounds really smart. You, you, you put F in the chat to pay your respects. My God. Children. Idiots. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you so guys are so uncivilized. <laughs> top so, kids, what are we doing next week? Oh, I had I had an idea. I don't know if you'd like it, but what if we do top five uh, movie or TV entries from another medium of like like worst ones, like it, whether it's a book to a movie, book to a show, or like comic to a to so a movie or bad, something. yeah, bad interpretations like the worst. of an existing. So, for an instance, Green Lantern, the movie would be a very bad example of that. I call dibs on Death Note. I'll call wow. dibs on yeah. X-Men Origins. And Jesus Dragon Christ, quit giving, well, the, how about we quit giving all your fucking list away. That's the exact opposite. How about, how about we dib, dibs in our uh, team chat instead of on, on our show? Um, after yes. the podcast so, is done. Top five uh, bad versions. or Top five bad. That's, I guess it'd be crossover? bottom five. No, or, crossovers. Top, Translations? Like saying top five bad is like saying like. <laughs> top five worst times that. Uh, somebody made a movie. Well, goddamn it, no, I don't. Know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You guys get it. Top five female bad for Women History Month. Uh, Creation. Bad TV shows or movies that were made from books or comics. I feel like there's an easier way to say this. Top five bad it's not uh, interpretations. Interpretations. Thank you, Mike Casey. You Mike are my wins. hero. Mike, Mike wins. if you want to take uh, my spot on the podcast, you got some good fucking ideas, bro. Top five bad interpretations. Perfect. So that is our list for next week. Uh. Cool beans, cool beans. And Blake has already posted his list. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> oh, that was quick. Oh, cool. cool. Last one this week, first one next. Yeah. Uh, Jared, how do you feel about his list? Uh, have you seen it? You know. Do you have I, your list done? I don't have my list done. So you're not done? No, I don't think I'm done. And I'm a little upset that he's already done. Are you upset that he's done? I'm a little upset that he's <laughs> I think he's I'm done. more upset than I'm, you are. I'm, I'm not done yet either. Okay, good. I got some vinegar inside me. Well, welcome to Already Done. God damn, I took the batteries out of the freaking uh, buzzer. The buzzer. And Sorry, Blake, I'm the buzzer. Blake Mick, just had two batteries meow. in his pocket. I That's wait creepy. Watch, I don't like that. I can't wait to see Jared smash Blake with a two-by-four like he did the <laughs> Unlike the buzzer. buzzer, I have a better defense system. Listen, I'll, yeah. smash, <laughs> I'll smash them, Blake, for sure. So, Blake, what are we doing here? I bet you would. Just like that. <laughs> I'm attractive, so... Uh, all right. Are you done? This week we have Homelander versus Goku. Danny has Goku. I am attractive. That was your argument. No, no. He said he'll smash me. Oh, I, I, oh. I said it in a sexual way, so it, it holds water. You're totally bangable. Listen, Blake. Me smashing you has nothing to do with you being attractive. Right? I just want to let you know. It's all a power play for me. So. This is officially my uh, last so podcast. So this week we have Goku and Homelander. Danny's got Goku, right? 
Yep. All right. And Jared's get home later. I also had Goku. I'm proud what of you fuck? for pronouncing that correctly. Gakao? <laughs> how do you how do you pronounce Goku wrong? I don't know, but if anybody was going to, yeah. it would be me. It'd be it'd be uh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ong. Shyamalan. Ong. Fucking. God, I know that was a as a joke and it was funny, but I'm I'm it's so bad. I'm still it. so mad about it. So this week they will be arguing them two, and we will be going back. They will be going back and forth. One minute describing their characters and what their powers are. Two minutes arguing back and forth uh, why the others would beat the, beat the other, and then thirty minutes rebuttals with no interruptions. Y'all ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. And, Danny, let's go. So we decided to do a power limit of Super Saiyan 1 for Goku just to make this an even fight because at Super Saiyan 2, Homelander doesn't even have a chance. But Goku um, has the is, is one of the greatest martial artists to have ever existed in any universe, and he's proven that time and time again in various tournaments. Um, he has the ability to uh, <laughs> manipulate energy, uh, including his Kamehameha, uh, his ability to uh, instant transmission from one point to another, um, his ability to fly, uh, his, and, and all the way up to his uh, mastering of the spirit bomb technique, as well as being able to go into legendary Super Saiyan mode and uh, increase his power level exponentially past what his normal power level is. And at... At his basic power level, Goku's basically as strong as Superman. So at uh, Super Saiyan, he's he's uh, his punches should be able to do serious amounts of damage to Homelander, and uh, he should be able to keep away. That was really good. I like, I like it. Do we add good. the pencils down thing? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's been Neither of us have time. pencils. This isn't a test. I, well, Gentle or Jared? I just thought it was Gentle. funny when I made the timers. <laughs> hey Jared, pencil up. Down. You ready? Yeah, yeah, let me get a pencil real fast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, and let's go. So Homelander is from the universe uh, from the boys' comics and also from the anim Amazon TV show. Homelander is the strongest superhero within that universe. Uh, he has super strength uh, on par with Superman, basically all of Superman's powers and abilities. Uh, it was said in the comics that no weapon on Earth could phase Homelander uh whatsoever so they had no way to be able to stop him so no no earthly thing could be able to defeat him um uh, he is incredibly strong and he also doesn't really have a moral center and that's going to be a basis for my argument this evening is whereas goku is somewhat of a hero homelander is definitely the exact opposite he's willing to do whatever he needs to to beat goku both on a physical and a psychological level which is the way that he does business so um, you know, it's going to be, and they're both blonde. So super sane for Homelander. Maybe. <laughs> I admire your commitment to having a buzzer, even when we don't have a buzzer. Thanks. Wait, did you really? Oh, I genuinely, were, oh wait, do you have more triple A's? I thought you were just, the, uh... I thought you were joking. Yeah. Those are the batteries from the one you smashed. Oh yeah. 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 On the table. Yeah. No F's in the chat for that fucking yeah. thing. God. Yeah. Let me make sure this works. Shut up, Ned. Yep, we're good. God, I hate that thing so much. Uh, all right. All let's, right. Let's get this over with. Let's, yeah, do, this, let's do this two-minute argument. good moderating. Now, now that we there. got the buzzer going. Well, I'm sorry when somebody interrupt me. I figured, you know, he screwed what? it up for, when I get interrupted. Huh? Might as well screw it up now. Uh, all right. Two minutes on the clock. Let's go. Boop, 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 boop. So... So I, I agree. I think Goku is probably the stronger of the two. He's probably the better combatant. My question is, is do you think Goku, even at his base level, will have the ability to defeat Homelander soundly to where he's incapacitating Homelander for the win? 
So I think that uh, while you could argue that uh, Goku would probably, on a long enough timeline, overpower Homelander, you sure. also have to realize that Goku's favorite thing to do is whenever he meets an uh, enemy who is able to um, equal or meet his power level, he likes to fight them at a lower power level just to see what they can do. Sure. Um, so I would say maybe he'd get caught off guard by the fact that Homelander's willing to literally rip his fucking head off right off the bat at the beginning of a fight and not yeah. necessarily want to, like, square up with him. Uh, the problem is I don't think Homelander's fast enough to capitalize on it if that was his real intent. Yeah. He can go about Mach 2, so, I mean, he is fast, but I, I know I've seen a few Dragon Ball Z comics and Goku's pretty fucking fast here's my contingent i think homelander he's incredibly smart he's no slouch like he's got like 130 iq so he's he's rocking a big boy brain i think he recognizes because i think one thing from the com from the show is goku has a lot of people watching him fight whether it be like like i'm probably all those weird i don't know any of the fucking people are i think homelander's gonna realize he can't win a fight outright and he's gonna make a beeline to one of those people and try to uh, defeat Goku in another way. And that that's the only way I see him winning, is him destroying Goku mentally by being able to assess the situation. Goku's dealt with villains willing to do that in the sure. past. And uh, with his ability to instant transmission from in front of you to behind you, he would, have, he would be fast enough to be able to attack yeah. Homelander trying to do that. Um, also, uh, Frieza, Cell, and Majin Buu both had absolutely no caring or empathy towards anyone and were willing to kill mass murder as many people as possible so goku's even handled people with a similar mental uh need as homelander yeah uh so this is nothing new for him shut up nerd cool all right yeah 30 seconds on the clock no interruptions danny let's go oh i'm ready uh, so, honestly, uh, Goku, instant transmission, uh, his own level of super strength that at Super Saiyan 1 he'd be able to meet, if not exceed, what Homelander could do. Worst case scenario, the very best defense Homelander would have is to catch Goku off guard and maybe shoot a laser through his heart and kill him. Unfortunately for Homelander, if that happened, Goku would just go into the afterlife, train, and then come back as a, it's a, still a, a dead win. angel. Uh, to to fight Homelander, and if you defeat a Saiyan, they always come back more powerful than they did before. But Goku's already strong enough to to capitalize and win this fight. I'll allow that since I spoke when he was talking. What, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna introduce that into the evidence. So. Uh, all right, Jared, thirty seconds on the clock and go. Hey, listen, the argument isn't are you coming back from the art the afterlife to fight again. The argument is, <laughs> is did you lose the fight? And whereas I think Goku can be the stronger of the two, Homelander's no slouch. He has the ability to to heal almost instantly on the on the molecular molecular level. Ah, fuck, I killing can't it, say that word. It. You know what I'm saying? But so I mean, whereas Goku's going to be t- dealing a bunch of punishment, I think Homelander can take a shit ton of punishment, and he doesn't have the same weaknesses that Superman or another creature of his entity uh, has. Uh, you know, to where you can defeat him without just beating the shit out of him. Yeah, I feel. Wow, I feel did you good. get that all out? Yeah, I, I need a cigarette. Are you done? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I'm done. Okay, I think I'm done too. Welcome back. So next week we are doing. Uh, we have Anime Con coming up the following Saturday. So we are going to do. Uh, Alucard from Helsing. Uh, Brittany's going to argue Alucard, and I'm going to argue. Uh, that's a good one, Ben. And I'm going to argue uh, Morbius for the release of the Morbius movie. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the following week after that, we've already kind of talked about this. Uh, 
Jared and I are going to do uh, Ash Ketchum, and you have Ash Ketchum, and I'm going to argue Beast Boy. Yes. So, so in in this fight, before anybody freaks out, uh, Ash Ketchum is off guard. So he will not be a combatant. He is throwing pokeballs out, <laughs> and those pokeball those Pokemon are fighting Beast Boy. So he is so he, yeah. consider him to be the Red Cross. He's not he's not within the line of fire. So he's Switzerland. Yeah, it's Jesus Christ. So uh, yeah, a couple weeks out. Uh, yeah, and Mike Casey will be at AnimeCon emceeing the uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I wish I was good speaking at that game. of Morbius. Uh, some there's been people that's already seen almost. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a couple cuts and edits and stuff on the final filming, but there's been some bad reviews of people who's already seen Morbius. They said they have no idea, like we thought, what universe this takes place in, or where they're even going with this. It's just kind of a disaster. I am Jack's complete lack of surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the, the weird thing about this whole whole thing is is. I, I think the only reason they're bringing this out is because they're, they're trying to bring in the dark the dark universe of, of the Marvel universe. So they, that way they have an inroad for Blade and different stuff. What I understand is why Blade wasn't their first freaking entry because Blade could have introduced you to all these people. He could have, you know, like he could have been your catalyst because he's kind of like a Batman, Iron Man type character that, you know, you can relate to more than some of these other guys. And then you're introduced in this whole fanciful world instead of being hurled into it by saying, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm a fucking vampire guy and I do all this crazy shit. So I I don't know. I mean, it it's probably just going to be all right. I'm not a big fan of Jared Leto. You look like you had something you wanted to say. Oh, I'm torn between I haven't even really watched the Venom movies because I don't really care much about the Sonyverse. But also, I think does Marvel or does Disney own Blade, and that's why Sony hasn't done anything with them? Correct. Yeah. So Disney got Blade back from Fox yeah. along with the acquisition of Daredevil, um, the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Uh, so I think that what we're going to see, and this is just my prediction, is that Sony is going to fall on their face making their own Spider-Verse yeah. movies. Um, and once they do that, once they've, they're clearly failing, like not making good movies, uh, not nearly getting as popular as the Marvel entries, uh, the MCU entries, that they're going to reach out and be like, Marvel, save us. And then, you know, by then we'll have those characters back in the MCU permanently and uh, Sony won't be trying to create this expanded Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man in it that makes no fucking sense. Uh, so hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, 10-ish years, they'll they'll give up on this whole idea of this expanded <laughs> Sinister Six, Venom, Just sell out completely Morbius to movie series that doesn't have a Spider-Man in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Whatever. poor Jared Leto. Uh, got got his dream casting as the Joker right. in Suicide Squad. Gave it his best. Um, Did he though? I actually I okay. didn't hate it for that version of the Joker. I actually enjoyed the role. So here's my thing. I don't think it was his choice to be the tattooed Joker. Right. Sure. I don't think the grills and tattoos were his right thing. But if you take those off of his Joker and just have him play his acting the Joker, was still the, great. The character was great. Yeah, I agree. He was serious the whole time. Didn't the Joker was never like the Clown Prince. He was the fucking crazy Joker that's just like the mass murder version. Murder. Yeah. yeah, and his like crazy Joker laugh was like a nervous twitch that he could not stop. 
It mm. just bubbled out of him. And I thought that was a great interpretation of the Joker. Didn't he get like mad once he saw the final cut of that? Because there was so much of his role that was taking out they between did. him yeah, and Harley. And he was like, that's not what I was portraying at all. Yeah. They and took it out so they could do an hour and a half of introductions for people. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. what I'm worried about for the X-Men when it comes out. Yeah, I, I agree with Ben. He did look great in the Snyder Cut. Um the 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 reshoots that sure. they released the cider cut he was he was really good in that I and I think he he's been I mean when did they announce Morbius with Jerry Leto it's been like what four years it's been a while yeah. like it's minute. been a while it's been a minute <laughs> it's been long enough because I mean they was part of the uh, pre production where they they uh, pushed it back because of COVID so it really was I think it was about three years ago yeah yeah and I think that um, with with the Morbius movie it, again we we may get a decent version of Jared Leto playing Morbius, but that doesn't mean we're going to get a decent movie. It may not be his fault. We have Sony, who, again, has gone back again and again with this movie, trying to make it fit into this storyline that the MCU released um, with Spider-Man Far From Home in a way that makes sense and still engages people. And what you end up with is a movie that's nowhere near the original vision because they've had to change so much shit. And you end up with this weird, like, piece together like Frankenstein movie that doesn't make any sense it doesn't it's hard to yeah. follow um, and it probably doesn't hit all the story points you want it to because they had to cut so much out of it yeah. so I mean I don't know we'll see it might just be a piece of shit from beginning to end maybe I mean yeah it, it's crazy that you had DC make the Suicide Squad it failed you know it was not a good movie then you had James Gunn who was a Marvel director come in and make a much better version of it, and then they instantly got a spinoff show, which everybody's going crazy with. It's like, really good. Hey, yeah, it's crazy it. when you're like, hey, when you get the right freaking people, you can actually mm -hmm. do some good stuff. So, and for people anybody that, that care about the characters, that's and for anybody the big that thing. thinks that the first Suicide Squad was better than the second one, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so I we'll see. Like Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending was absolute dog shit and he's like one of the greatest actors of our generation so uh, i can't even yeah. mimic his it's voice bad. it's so bad yeah it's bad uh but yeah the uh the space vampire and werewolf movie it's like space twilight it's, it was yeah. so bad and then yeah they, there's a book of jupiter sending correct like yeah yeah it was based, based on? on a book series God. yeah uh but anyway so uh <laughs> where was i at here uh, malnourished, I will reach out to you or message me directly, and we'll figure out how to get this book to you. Unless you're coming to AnimeCon on Saturday, and I'll just give it to you. Um, Next Saturday? Yeah, this, April 2nd. Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, we will be there. Uh, we're doing a live show there at the con uh, on stage. You can be in the audience. Uh, we're all going to be in attendance. I believe uh, Ben, as well, is going to be there in person. Uh, and he will be moderating the chat live from the audience. Very cool. Um, Mike Casey will be in attendance as well. Uh, we will also have a few other surprises for the live show, as well as Lindsay Seidel uh, is going to be on the stage with us doing our live show. Um, outside of being at AnimeCon uh, April 2nd, the only way you will be able to see that is to join our Patreon at any level. Uh, $5, the uh, Jared's Dance Party, uh, the $10, uh, Blake's uh, Bungalow, or the $20, uh, Danny Superfans, or all the way up to the $100 Whole Cruel Act Up level of uh, Patreon. 
uh, we'll get you on that. Also, at our $10 level and at our $20 level, you're at our shout-out level for Patreon. Uh, we want to say a big thank you to Mike Casey, one of our biggest supporters and the only one of uh, currently on the Danny Superfans level, and Ooh. Keaton New uh, on the $10 uh, Blake's Bungalow level. Um, what are we going to call Brittany's level? Uh, I don't know. Because we have all the common denomination stuff, so I mean, like we kind of yeah. we need to well, we get like, like a fifty a fifty dollar bill. Well, what would, fifty dollar. What, what is yours called? What do you, What do you want to call yours? Oh yeah, no pressure. What do you think? What do you want your level to be called? I don't even know what my other stuff is supposed to be called. Yeah, that's true. You haven't even come up with your segment. Yet. <laughs> it's taken us a whole month for her to try to figure out her own segment. I don't think yeah. she's gonna come up with this right off the dome. So. I don't. Shelton something. I'm sure. We'll call it like Shelton's Weeb Zone or something. I do um, like to weeb out. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's uh, just where you go real like hardcore anime. Oh, Britney's bitches. Thank why. you, Taylor. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Burton. Britney's bitches. Uh, I feel like that could go into a whole different category. <laughs> so I also want to say thank you to our sponsors, Blake Hickman Construction, uh, Drop the Mic DJ Service, uh, Lennox and Jude Photography, The Rock and Roll Drive-In. What? Nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing. Just be nothing. I was wondering. But so, I was Blake, do you want to do Make Mine Marvel real quick before I end Bet the your show? sweet ass I want to make mine Marvel. <laughs> You're just on it. Yes. I was just going to continue. I'm a bad friend. I was just going to continue. I'm a bad friend. Sometimes you got to advocate for yourself, Blake. By passive-aggressively putting his notebook down. I... <laughs> So this week on Make Mine Marvel, we got Immortal Hulk <laughs> issues 40 through 44. Uh, next week, we'll be wrapping it up. Uh, 45 Only four the issues, Blake? No, five. 40, oh. 41, 42, 43, 44. Yeah, I forgot to count 40. Yep. Sorry. Uh, so the government has contained the Hulk uh, temporarily. As they do. Yeah, right. Uh, so they're like, oh, we have you know this great scientific machinery that the Hulk can't bust out of. It will even change molecules with him as he changes or whatever. Yeah, it seems legit. Right. Well, bullshit. So the Hulk looks like he's pregnant out of nowhere, and Joe Fixit pops out. Oh shit! Okay. Like, out of the okay. Hulk. Out of the Hulk. Straight like, up. How does like like they leave the? Does skin? he push him out his bee hole? Like how no, does that... out, of, out of his stomach? Okay, Part so cesarean. It was a C-section. Yeah. So you have the carcass of the Hulk just hanging there in that thing, and Joe Fixit goes running out. Bust a window in the space station and jumps out in space because you know he's going to survive. Yeah, wait, he lands in the pet detector where he crawls yeah. out of the rhino. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would kill to see this in live action. So he's more like Joe Cesarian than Joe Fix It. <laughs> so uh, by the time he finally uh, lands and hits it's a tumor Earth, baby, he com- he comes up off the beach uh, as the Hulk. He's a uh, kind of a malnourished Hulk. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, looks really sickly, not very big, looks, I mean, just not strong at all. And who, who's waiting for him? Ben Grimm, the thing. Okay. All right. He's sitting there waiting for him because they got note that he, you know, done jumped out. Mama Grimm's blue-eyed baby right, boy. Right. So he starts wail- wailing on him. Uh, he's just, the Hulk is taking him beating. And out Does of nowhere. Does the Yancey Street gang show up? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk starts crying. Saying, don't hurt Hulk. Oh, what a big fucking baby. Right? And hit Ben Grimm's just like, oh, maybe I'll take it easy on you. No, I don't think so because you're in my honeymoon. <laughs> so apparently the Hulk, like, killed him on his honeymoon or beat the crap out of him or something like just that. Just beat him up. Back in the day. Anyways. Uh, so Joe Fixit so pops out of him. going through my head right now. Joe Fixit <laughs> pops up again. It's like, stop hitting him. He's just a kid. So this was actually a kid version 
It, it was malnourished to but Hulk, but you had the kid, I guess, mentally in the body of the yeah, Hulk. Yeah, I, I think it's just the regular Green Hulk, and he's referring to him as being just a well, kid. Well, also, like, in his uh, mind realm, you see that small version of uh, mm-hmm. Bruce sitting there watching TV, so I was guessing. Because all these other uh, versions of the Hulk, they've been dragged down to hell by the leader. The uh, yeah. only ones left is now is Joe Fixit and, and this, this malnourished Hulk version. Right, so... Uh, Bruce witnessed his dad abusing his mother, um, and he actually murdered her. And the trauma of that is what caused his dissociative identity disorder. And the Hulk, uh, the original Green Hulk, is that uh, traumatized child mentality surfacing uh, through Gamma. So also in this Gamma realm, uh, Doc Samson has figured out a way to get back to Earth, just not through his own body. So Doc Samson all of a sudden comes back as in the Sasquatch body. Yeah. So Doc Sampson, worst psychiatrist of all time ever. He's been treating the Hulk since the 70s and hasn't been able to do anything to help him. <laughs> yeah, he's been very, I mean, worthless, honestly, throughout this whole series. Yeah, he always is. Uh, then he goes back, uh, let's see, he comes back up, he, he walks away, The uh, Ben Grimm and them end up eating hot dogs together right, right there off the beach at this yeah, little restaurant. He gives him a shirt, tells him to go, to, he's going to tell Fantastic Four that, hey, I'm just going to tell them you disappeared, D- you know, don't make me regret this. Uh, so then out of nowhere, the, uh, as, as the, the Alpha flight team, uh-huh. uh, B, they Gamma have flight. a, they have a back team, backup team because the original team is done with the Hulk. They don't want to mess with them. Uh, they kind of feel sorry for, start to feel sorry for him as well. And plus they're tired of getting their asses kicked. Yeah. So they bring in a backup You'll team. Uh, this backup <laughs> team is going to be fighting the Hulk for amnesty. Uh, they're pretty much, I guess, like Marvel Suicide Squad. There's a group of them, uh, that's done bad things trying to. Marvel Suicide Squad is the Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is like an, this is another bad team of bad people trying to get amnesty for doing something from that Canada. the government wants them to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Canadian Suicide Squad. <laughs> and I didn't know all the characters in this. They didn't really name them, but one was X-ray, one was Vapor, one was Iron Lad or Clad, Iron Clad. Uh, there was a couple more in there. Didn't really know who they were. Uh, didn't state who they were. Uh, so they ended up actually killing this version of the Hulk and Joe mm-hmm. Fix It. So it sends Joe Fix It and this version down to uh, the Hell Realm, where the I rest believe they're the Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew? Yeah, I believe it's the Wrecking yeah. Crew. They anyway. just called them Team B. So okay. For, but anyways, uh, so now on Earth, the Hulk's completely killed, and they're down in the Hell Realm. And uh, Joe Fixit and this Hulk look up, and they just see this giant, monstrous Gamma uh, leader. And th- that's how it is. Yeah, he's a big fucking spider. Yeah, big spider with a humongous brain. Yeah. And the brain's exposed. There's no skin over it. Yeah, that's uh, that can't be sanitary. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's yeah. to be continued till next week, and next week we will wrap this up. We have only five or six comics left. Nice, 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 nice. And that's Good this work, week Blake. going Make Mine Marvel. If they're going to have me pick the name for this Patreon, I would rather get you guys involved in this. So either private message us or comment down below what you think my Patreon level should be. Um, and we'll go from there. And then you have to subscribe to it. Yeah. You, if you, Come if you sub name it. For um, <laughs> that came That came out really Come sub for wrong. Brittany. Come sub for Brittany. Sub That's for Brittany. That's the Sheldon. name of the Patreon level. Sheldon's Dungeon, then, and, yeah. and you call all your people subs. Yeah, Brittany's subs. That's right. Uh, so I anyway, back to our okay. list of sponsors uh, before Christ. I was so rudely interrupted with our show. <laughs> uh, Blake Hickman Construction, uh, Drop the Mic DJ Service, the Picture What Designs, Rock and Roll Drive-In, Lennox and Jude Photography, and 
I'm forgetting one. You G- can't Perkins do performance. Uh, Jesus Christ. What was the all, what him all things I said are you can do possible? it. I was oh, cheering you. you on. I appreciate that because then I I turned around and then did it. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Beth. Brittany's lore level. Uh, Ooh. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, for all of the links to everything we talk about, you can find our uh, uh, socials and everything in the show notes. Um, if you are a fan of our vo- uh, Jesus Christ, I'm struggling. If you're a fan of our audio-only podcast, if you would please leave us a review. And also, if you're just a fan of the show, please go to our Facebook. Um, leave us a review. We appreciate it. That's how we survive. Uh, the Shepherd and the Horn Girl is now released um, Saturday, the same day as Anime Con. Brianna Bright is doing a book signing and release party at the Cape Girardeau Library. Um, also, next week, we will have copies of Fireball Teen Superhero by Rose Roach to give away as well. Um, and I uh, guess we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.